feel kind of like God. <laughs> and then this man with the devil on his hand came and took the hat. Free Britney. Free Britney. Handfuls oh, out the turkey bag. Really? God, what movie was that? There was like some stupid ass kids movie when I was younger that like there was like some kind of like There was every kid's movie that nah, had that song nah, in it. There was like a it was like a it was like a mummy or something and the fucking the mummy loved that song. And like anytime that song would play, the mummy would just stop and be like Somebody's got to know what movie I'm talking about. If you know what movie I'm talking about, please comment down below. Message us something. I need you to know. Might get a reward. I need to know. Anyway, I'm gonna do me a dab here. I've got this uh, strawberry culotta live resin from Paper Planes. It's actually uh, the first live resin we've gotten to run in a while, so it's kind of cool. It's it's delicious. It's got a super strong smell. Um, really good flavor. So, I'm gonna do a dab. Fucking, what else can fucking go wrong? There's no fucking lighter in here. Oh, I've got one in my pocket. Cool. Pocket. So, what we got, we got here, what we're smoking, uh... Well, I was, I was just telling them about the, the strawberry culotta live <laughs> resin from Paper Planes. I'm going to try that, but... Yeah. I figure maybe I'll try that after that, and then we're gonna smoke this London pound cake blunt. Oh shit! We we're, just we just ran some London pound cake too. Yeah, remember, you said that last week when I said. Oh yeah. This is this is the same weed. I'm almost same. out. Okay, okay. I'll probably be out by the time I. You see can't you fuck next. with me like that. My memory spent. My memory is not that good. <laughs> I'm like fucking Dory over here. I'm like, hi, I'm if, Nick. If anybody has a good connect in the Sacramento area, that'll deliver. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know. Hit me up on the DM. What's our what's our uh, what's our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok? Uh, so our Facebook. Well, we have so we have a dab to death page on Facebook. But if you want to add us like personally on Facebook, we do have a Nick and Dick account. Uh, just look at look up Nick and Dick. It's literally N apostrophe Dick. One word. That's the last name. Yeah. One, well, because like I had to finagle it so it thought it was a name. Because <laughs> it wouldn't just let me put Dick. Because <laughs> apparently that's inappropriate. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna have to fucking. I'm gonna go to the Zuckerberg and I'm gonna fucking sue the shit out of him because that is name racism right there. Nameism. Nameism. You know. So you know, I I haven't told you or guys. If it's you know, it's Spanish nombreism. It's, it's a nice rainy day in uh, the beautiful Sacramento, California. Um. I think rainy day is kind of an understatement. It's fucking storming here. Yeah, I left it. I, well, me and the girl, you know, we, we had the wedding yesterday. And then uh, had her aunt's Halloween party to go to. And, like, we're, like, it's. I'm, like, I'm, I want to leave, like, before 1 o'clock. Because, like, it's supposed to really start coming down at 1 o'clock. What time do you think we left? 1 o'clock. After 1 o'clock. Oh. And it was horrifying. I mean... 
I have never fucking I'm I'm not scared of driving in the rain. I've I've done my fair share of fucking driving. I'm a driver, that is my job. Um to drive. But the thing that sucks is when it's night, it's hard to really see in that car. And I mean, it's just it was fucking pouring. I mean, torrential downpour is a understatement. It sounds is, like a really cool name for a band. Torrential, torrential downpour. downpour. It's an understatement. I mean, we could open the window right now, and you will hear the pitter-patter of how much rain is outside. No, please actually don't. Right now. Please don't. I don't want to have to edit that out. <laughs> Why would you edit it out? We're, we're giving them a sound to listen to. Right, right. There's we, no cal- we already are giving them a sound to listen to. The sounds of our sweet, smooth voices. Ouch. That hurt. That one kind of hurt. <coughs> Sorry, I forgot to use the Vaseline. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, people, I mean, we're usually never this quick, but, you know, I mean, I am easy and (coughs) fast. What's this? Um, I don't know. Where's the, where's the other stuff? The strawberry culottas right there. That sounds like culotta. Culotta. Like pussy, like. No, like a, um, like a a pina colada. It's a culotta. But you know, anyway, back to back to my little rant Kool-Aid. real quick. Um, I know this is a little fast for us. Usually, it's 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 a lot longer. Um, you know, we do have a different way of doing the show every time. It's 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 different, and it's a new experience for everybody. Just like it's a new experience for me and him. Um, but I was just gonna say, you know, we are gonna jump into who we are at least because yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah, we we wait entirely too long to do that usually. The. Uh, just because the show um, that you're listening to his name is Dab to Death, it doesn't tell you who you're listening to. And I mean, I am Dick Cock Anonymous, and this is Nick Nobody Savage, my 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 co-star. Yes, yes, we are we are here in the Dab to Death studio, or was it uh, Dab and Stab Studios? I, I tried to reach out to Alec Baldwin today. He did not return my text. Huh. You know, I I feel like he's a little busy right now. Got you a know, lot. People, people Got are a tr- lot in this place. People are trying to like think that he's gonna go to jail. No, people are idiots for that because like no, uh, actually there was this this video on TikTok where they talked about it, and they were basically like, look, you know the way that a movie set works is like, there's no such thing as a prop gun. Like they're all real guns firing blanks. Firing blanks. Know? There's one person well, in control so of that firearm the, the whole time. The prop master. The prop master is in charge of checking that firearm before, during, after everything. So the prop it was master, live ammo, right? Didn't they say it was live? No, it ended up being live, no didn't they say that it ended up being live oh, ammunition? I, I don't. I don't actually know because that's ended how up Brandon happening. Lee died. Brandon yeah, no, Lee died. Well, no. Um, so no, what happened ammunition. with Brandon Lee is like I think a uh, 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 like a fragment or like a casing had gotten stuck in the chamber, and then so the next blank fired that projectile, and that's what killed him. Well, you heard about the the fucking guy on live TV, dude. Fucking. Uh, he was like trying to show that prop guns are harmless. Like they fire blanks, and he took a prop gun with a blank and fucking put it to his head and shot it, and oh he fucking God. actually died. Jesus, that's yeah. Why would you do like? <laughs> okay, point it at your foot. Like if you're like, hey, prop guns are harmless. <laughs> foot. That way, if it still shoots you, you just shot yourself in the foot. You're an idiot, but you're a live idiot. I mean, if you want to up the ante, point it towards your penis. I mean, but don't point it towards your head. Well, your big head. <laughs> okay, so so my um my two cents on this strawberry culotta sounds like a fucking like sex move um or like a sex sauce. <laughs> um but uh the strawberry culotta it's 
I hate to say it, but for me, it's it's giving me a like real thick, like frothy kind of taste, and I'm I'm tasting like almost like something that tastes like almost like mints. Hmm. I'm I'm getting like a hint of mint. I'm getting real frothy. It's like a like a mojito. Yeah. I just like saying mojito. Like a mojito. Mojito. But I mean, I'm, 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 I'm. But if that's your thing, you, you love this. But that's not personally my thing. I'm, I mean, it's. I think it's delicious. You, you know what? I, I, I think the best kind of pans, the best fucking wax, is the shit that tastes like what you fucking got it from. Like I, no terps. I, I, like sauce. We didn't add shit to this. This is just extracted cannabis. Like we don't add anything to anything ever. Like this is the flower. That's that's what you're tasting. Um. So you know, apparently. Apparently, this is looking from what I'm seeing here. It looks like what we're going to be doing today for you is a part one of a... Well, it's not a part one because a part one implies that we're doing the next part next week. But episode this one... This is episode one of a new series we're doing called The Cutthroat Kids. What do you mean a new series? We don't have any series. Yeah, we do. We have the Iceberg Files. Um, the, the Iceberg Files? Yeah, the What's... first the first Iceberg File was uh, Scientology. Because what we with the, What's iceberg? so the iceberg files is basically where we touch just the tip of just the, the tip exactly well because with an iceberg you only see like ten okay, percent of it I, right I, I see what you're so, saying yeah, now but yeah, I, I didn't, I now, didn't under, now you're smelling what I'm stepping I didn't understand in. I was like why the fuck are you why the f- iceberg what Heisenberg like what <laughs> what's going on here yeah we're making some blue meth um hey, if you if you got a hookup hit us up <laughs> <laughs> no but uh no so like i said with the iceberg we files get all these messages. <laughs> oh you want that blue i got that I got, I got that heisenberg uh i got that breaking bad no but uh so with the iceberg files basically um like so scientology was our first one because we touched the tip of scientology and we're going to talk about it later this is kind of like the iceberg files but this is very specific to one topic this is the Cutthroat Kids. Um, so the Cutthroat Kids is going to be a series on child killers. No. Oh, I, I, I didn't understand that the right way. I, I, thought, I thought it said that on the memo I got. Wrong memo. That's next week. Oh. <laughs> Shit! Uh, anyway, you're like, I did all the wrong research for this episode. <laughs> I'm going to be talking about child murderers, and you're just going to be like, well, you know, autoerotic asphyxiation. You know, I I, I do try to do a lot, like, fucking catching up on stuff, and a lot of the stuff I do, but, like, this is one of those things where I was so fucked up, I don't remember what we talked about talking about. Well, and we actually didn't decide. We didn't didn't decide on a topic until Wednesday. Um, but yeah, so Cutthroat Kids is our series on uh, child killers. And we're not talking about people that kill children. We're talking about some killer kids. Like Lizzie Borden? Yeah. Um, speaking of killer kids, I would highly recommend checking out the series Killer Kids. Uh, it's actually streaming right now on Peacock. Or no, Pluto TV. Yeah, Pluto TV, whatever the fuck that is. Um, but yeah, if you have, I think it's something you get free with. Uh, yeah, Comcast. Comcast. Yeah. Um, so if you have Comcast, you can check it out, or it's online at PlutoTV.com. Uh, Killer Kids. It's a, a, a series. They don't have all of the episodes, which is kind of frustrating, but there's some really good ones. I saw a lot of fucked up stories. We'll be touching on all of them at some point in time, but this week we're really only going to focus on, I think, five different stories. They, they also have Kama Sutra for idiots on Pluto. 
Really? No, I don't I know, I might have dude. to go check out Pluto more. <laughs> <laughs> you got the kids that are listening. Because I'm kind of an idiot. Because, you know, yeah, sure, granted, it says you're supposed to be sold to listen to this, but there's probably some kids that listen. You know, they go beyond Pluto tonight, like, I'm going to find this. He's, like, l- trying to figure out, like, how do you spell Kama Sutra? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rub one out tonight. <laughs> oh, no. That's terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh, come on. You remember do being it. a teenager? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I I mean, I remember half of being a teenager. The other half I kind of blocked out with drugs and alcohol. Well, it sounds like a pretty good uh, combination of cocktails. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Didn't really get me anywhere, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so this part is Children of Chaos. You know, I heard there was there was a, a stepkid that fucking poisoned their fucking family by putting strychnine in the well. Wow, in the well? Like that's a long game. You're playing the long game at that point. No, like stri- if you really wanted to poison people, you could like put it in something that was already in the house. But you're like, nah, just put that shit in the well, and eventually they'll drink that goddamn water. Dude, it was back like in the 18, 1700s. Oh, they, we, ha- we have a story from they the didn't 1800s ha- they, this week. They, they didn't have bottled water, Guess, bro. guess who we're talking about this week? Lizzie Borden? Nah, remember? The the serial killer who started our whole topic on kid killers? Jesse, Jesse that? Pomeroy. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about... Oh, fuck, I forgot to write down all of his... Oh, like, they, they, fa- they found Brian La- Laundry. So I... I, 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 got, I got a theory here. Uh, okay, I got a quick okay, theory. Okay. Um, and then we, we we should get into this, but hold on. Oh, we should, well, I have to take a piss at some point too. So. I'll take a piss real quick, and oh, no, I want to hear your theory. Oh no, I'll tell my, I'll, I'll hold my theory for after you. All right, all um, right. My my theory's been my theory for a while, so it's not one of those things where I'm like, pothead gonna forget, it. you yeah. know? All right, cool. Um, I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm dying. You know, I was gonna wait for him to to light this blunt, but um. I think he went downstairs to take a shot, so I got a little bit of time. I'm going to light up this blunt. Blood pound cake. I've been smoking it all week, man. I was actually really disappointed this morning. Um, I mean, I woke up, I was tired. I had like half a blunt that I had from yesterday. Because um, if, if I'm by myself, I, I prefer to smoke blunts just because it's easy. I don't have to constantly light it, you know, like with a pipe or something like that, but... So I had a half a blood left. I fucking smoked that. <clears throat> Watching football, fell asleep, woke up, fell asleep, woke up. I go outside and I go smoke a cigarette and I look down and I see a half blood on the ground. I'm like, son of a bitch. It's soaked. It's done for. I forgot and I completely forgot that I even had it. But, you know, it was just like one of those things where it's like, fuck, but... We do need the rain because it's California and it's fucking dry as fuck here. Uh, I was watching on the news. They said the, the Caldor fire is like now 100% contained. Um, I mean, I've heard that before. We'll, we'll see. Back, back to what we were uh, originally talking about. He wanted, your theory. Your he Brian wanted to hear Laundry. about my, my yeah. theory about um, Gabby Petito. Yeah, and Brian Laundry. And Brian Laundry because everybody keeps getting mad at me when I say Gabby Potato. It's just... Although it's- I, I've heard people call she's, her that. She's dead. You gotta I know, respect I've, no, her. I've, it's I've, 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 I've heard people call her that that are actual like fucking news people. I've heard news people call her Gabby Potato. All right. Well, they're fucked up for that, and they need to apologize. Well, I mean, I, we correct ourselves when we make a mistake. But anyway, um, and, and Brian Laundry, um, they, so the FBI said they positively identified it as his uh, his body partial dental records or something like that, right? 
Yeah, something like that. So, uh... <coughs> <coughs> Bill's not here. Grab some soda. I gotta... That tastes good. I'm gonna move my uh, microphone so I can actually relax here. But, <sighs> it's been a long day. So, Brian Laundry, he probably killed Gabby Petito. Yeah. Um... I mean, most likely. I mean, that's and that's that's really what it looks like. Solidly so, believe in that. Hold, hold one. on, innocent until proven guilty. I'm I'm just saying, in my opinion, I believe that. Yes. Um. But it looked rather suspicious when he left. But then his parents say that he left to go on a trip, and then they found his car two days later at the state park and happened to drive it home. I don't think that's what happened. I think fucking Brian Laundrie's parents killed him. You think they killed him? I think they killed him. I think I, they were. My, my, I, I think they were so mad that he killed Gabby Petito because they probably loved the shit out of her. She seemed like a really likable girl. I think that they were so upset and disappointed. I mean, if anything, I think they would be more disappointed in the fact that their son murdered someone in general, like that they, yes, like they, and, and, they raised and, a murderer. And in, t- in turn, they they handled the problem. They took care of the situation. I mean, I would respect the fuck out of them if they did that. Honestly. But I don't think that's what happened. I think, I, if anything, he the, fucking the, killed himself. The thing that makes it look like it might have happened, though, is the fact that they happened to find his car and bring it back home. Yeah, no, I think when they found his car, they found his car with him dead in it, and they brought him home, fucking kept his body until fucking whatever time. Because here's the, here's the fucked up stupid part about it, right? The fucking FBI had hundreds and hundreds of people, cadaver dogs, all kinds of shit, but that, searching that, this fucking park. But that area was covered in water. Okay, at the no, time but of the then search. in the same article I was reading where they were talking about, oh yes, this area was underwater, but they were talking about, oh, the FBI agents were up to their chests in water searching the water. So they were fucking checking that area. It doesn't matter if it was underwater, they were still checking it. What I think is fucking stupid. Is that the day the park opens, his parents are like, "Mm, I think we're going to go look for Brian. And in 15 fucking minutes, they find him. Bullshit. Bull fucking shit. Like I said, I think they planted him there, bro. They fucking planted his remains. They planted the backpack. Once the shit had drained out and the water was gone, they fucking went and planted that shit. And then they went to look for him with the cops and then led the cops directly to the body. Like I said, I think they killed him. I mean, whether they killed him or he killed himself, the the fact that the fucked up fact of the matter is, is that there's never going to be any solid answers for Gabby's family. No, not at all. Like this is this is the real fucked up part. Like it sucks. I mean that kind of ties in with our talk because we're talking about children of chaos. He is. I mean technically you can still call him child. I mean especially like people. And like I, know, that I, are, I know you people that are listening to us to say that are twenty one, twenty two, whatever, however old you are. You know you're in your. We're you're, talking about mental development. Though. You're, you're still you're still technically. I'm in no disrespect, man, at all in any way whatsoever, but still mental capacity wise, you're still a child. I think. You're still a child, technically, until... Oh, man. I I believe it's, like, mid-20s. Yeah, mid-20s. I mean, after you've been out there and you've been grinding for a while and you kind of understand the way life is. and I mean, unless you're still living at your parents' house. But I I get if you're still living at your parents' house right now because rent prices are outrageous. 
So yeah, if you that lucky, appreciate. That if you shit. eighteen and listen, no, I'm just saying if you're if you are that lucky, appreciate that shit. If you because eight, not everybody had that option. If you eighteen right now and you'd be like, yeah, I'm moving out of my parents' house this year, don't do it. <laughs> stay with them. Stay as long as you can. Stay, stay in, as long as you humanly can. Stay until they kick you out because then you realize you got bills and shit. What? Yeah, I know. It sounded like it beeped when I pushed it. I don't know. I didn't hear it. Oh, I've been I've been messing with my crotch line because my fucking like. Oh, okay, did not need me. to know that. Well, my penis has been getting expanding. Not need to know that the pills they told me to take um, work. The wife's yeah, gonna be so yeah. mad when she um, finds actually, out. Actually, but you know, you know, this actually does tie in with our episode today on a couple of different ways because uh, I actually do mention Brian Laundry's parents on one of the slides, and we're talking about. So, if we're talking about mental development, especially with people that kill, um, there is there's a lot of studies. There's a lot of science behind the fact that a lot of these people that end up murdering or killing people. Uh, there's, there's like something in their brain that is just different. Like there's either damage to the frontal lobe or temporal lobe. But again, I'm getting a little but ahead I, of myself I, I, because I've this preached, is in the slideshow. But I've, I've preached this a lot of, a lot of, a lot so of times. I, I'm it's, just, I'm just it, agreeing it with boils, you that Brian it, Laundry was a child in the sense. It all boils that, down to personal cho- to, to a choice. You have a choice of whether or not to murder that person. It's not as a screws loose in your head. You have a choice of whether or not you want to do this. We all know what's going to happen. They're not going to come back. We all have a choice. I mean, okay, but look at the, you have to look at the statistics. Look at the amount of especially serial killers who have the exact same circumstances. Difficult childhoods, head traumas, and brain injuries. There's John Wayne Gacy, Richard Ramirez, have a high Henry Lee Lucas, Ed Gein, Albert Fish. Literally every single major heavy hitter fucking serial killer has a head injury or something wrong with their fucking brain. There's probably plenty of them that are geniuses too. Who? Name one genius out of all of them. They're all they've all been fucking idiots Ken so Bundy. far. Bundy wasn't a genius. He almost got away with that shit. Nobody expected him. I mean, Bundy, Nobody yes, Bundy expected. was smart. Nobody but I don't think Bundy was a genius by any means. Everybody's a genius in their own way. Uh, okay, fucking Rain Man was a genius, you know. Okay, sure. Dustin Hoffman? Yeah, Dustin yeah, Hoffman I liked, was a genius. Yeah, I like Dustin Hoffman. He's a pretty cool guy. I like Gene Hackman. Whatever happened to Dustin Hoffman? He did outbreak and he got fucking, uh, he got Ebola and died. <laughs> Damn, another movie killed another actor. Nice. Nah, Dustin, Dustin fucking Hoffman. <laughs> Hold on, Dustin. Hoffman. All right, so you know, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dive I'm gonna, into this and. Oh, he's got hella gray hair now. I'm gonna dive. He's in, 84 years old. I'm gonna dive into this and click. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, um, Shiro. Dive into this like a pussy. <laughs> what drives a child to commit murder? Now this so and I'm I I know this came off of a uh, probably Wikipedia. No, no, this this whole slide is me. This is all you. This is yeah. this is uh, like uh, I I feel like I'm, I'm gonna be Morgan Freeman here. Okay, Ooh, um, my voice right, is not. Right. I, I can't. I'm not. I, I'm gonna sound. I'm, I'm gonna work on my Morgan Freeman impersonation, but it's terrible. Dude, at don't this they point. have that thing where you can fucking put your voice in it and it makes you sound like Samuel L. Jackson? I'm going to look into that right now. <laughs> Um. Anyway, 
I, I, there's no fucking impression here. This is this is just me. But, you know, Morgan Freeman is perfect for doing, I think, documentaries. And this kind of reads a little bit like a documentary. Yes, we have slides. Like I, I said, mean, we read I, off I of them. Just, I, I'm sorry. I apologize for that. I'm a writer. Like, I, um, I that's one. No, in high school, like, one of my favorite subjects and one of the ones I always excelled at was English because I'm a really good writer. This, this, and this, so, like, I tend to write. This comes straight out of the Encyclopedia of Nikia. Um, <laughs> Nikopedia. Nickpedia. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While there can be several factors that can lead to a kid becoming a killer, there is no one definitive cause. Some of the more obvious and most frequent factors are extremely difficult and traumatic childhoods and head injuries at young ages, especially when combined. These two elements can be a perfect storm that creates a killer. And this is what I was saying. Look at Richard Ramirez, John Wayne Gacy, Ed Gein, David Berkowitz. Pretty much all of the heavy hitters I was talking about earlier are all people who have had this perfect storm of circumstances. And it's 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 a really interesting like thing to think about is that, you know, like you can have this like perfect trifecta of situations and it just creates a serial killer. And then um, back to my, uh, my, my, my reading. Another major contributing factor among killers, whether children or adults, is a lack of development of the frontal or temporal lobes of the brain or some other form of damage or lesions to these lobes. Yeah. These lobes are responsible for several important things such as forming memories, some motor skills, decision making, forming personality, Processing emotions. Which is a big one. And the ability to emphasize or understand other people's feelings. Yeah, and that's also a big one, especially when you come into serial killers and sociopaths. But, 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 but I, 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 I'm going to just brush on this real quick. I think um, the other people's feelings thing, that, that's that's all a personal thing because you know what I mean? I don't know what at what age I fucking got to, but there was a certain age where I started saying, fuck your feelings. I don't give a fuck. Because because the only person that I that I should care about is me. So you don't care about your wife? Shut the fuck up, dude. I care. I love my wife. That's different. <laughs> I'm just saying you walked into that that's, one. That's different. I, I, I love my wife. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I, I, and I'm just... It's not about, oh, you're like, oh, I, I, I'm super like... Oh my god, these people's feelings, but like no, like I'm just saying, like you can understand. I mean, because understand you, other but people's you can feelings under, just I'm, sounds, I'm like, sounds you, like being no, rude. I'm saying you can understand how other people feel in certain situations, right? Like if somebody's family member dies, you can understand that they're feeling pain, and you can understand that, like as a person, you know that, right? Yeah, I've done with after some this. people, there are some people who is brains are not developed or have been damaged or whatever they don't feel they don't feel that way they don't understand that other people feel emotions because they don't feel emotions so it's just it's 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 a fucked up situation does this record as two separate lo- two separate lines no i'm still trying to figure out how to do that it says you can isolate them as different tracks because i've been trying to do that because there's a lot of times where like one of us is talking and the other one will like cough or burp or fucking snort or fucking exactly breathe breathe into the microphone on purpose (sighs) 
Yeah, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so uh, so yeah, I'm I'm done with this blunt. No, nah, see, the thing is though, with the, with the, with the breathing and stuff like that, and fucking around. I mean, I'm just fucking around because I know this one can pick all that shit up. I thought we were recording. I thought we were recording under two different tracks, so I thought I, I thought we were too. It says it can. I just haven't figured out how to do it. Then you can if ask you a have question, used, and I can hey, answer it with something that on, doesn't even on, make hold sense. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> if you're listening and you have used the uh, Zoom pod track p4 or whatever the fuck it's called um if you've used it before and you know how to do the uh separate track isolation to where like my microphone and his microphone are on separate tracks and i can edit separately please let me know and also then you should just probably be our intern and help us the fuck out anyways Back, do that. back to the documentary right, on yeah, child back, back to these motherfucking cutthroat kids cutthroat kids Let's meet the first group of the Cutthroat Kids. I hate Mondays. Meet Garfield with a gun. Your ad could be here. Yes, your ad could be here. (laughs) So, on the quiet morning of January 29th, 1979, shots rang out at Grover Cleveland Elementary School. Why are all schools named out of famous people? After famous people like I, I presidents know. and shit like that. You, you know one of my favorite school names that I actually I drive by on the way to uh, my my fiance's mom's house. John F. Kennedy High. No, it's a Will C. Wood Middle School. <laughs> <laughs> Who the fuck is Will C. Wood? I don't know, but it's Will C. Wood, and I'm like, that's terrible. You're basically saying that your kids are about to see a big old dick. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, anyway, like I was saying, so at Grover Cleveland Elementary School in San Diego, California, this is a local case, as 16-year-old Brenda Spencer opened fire from the window of her home on students that were waiting for the school to open. She's like, I'm gonna kill the shit out of these bitches. Yeah. She's like, motherfucking little kids, always making all goddamn noise, it's fucking school, I'm just trying to fucking sleep because I'm fucking hungover. Eight children were injured. <laughs> That was a weird transition. Dude, no, uh, <laughs> man. I understand the sleep thing. Fucking remember when they were doing the stucco on my house? Oh, yeah. Dude, the first fucking morning. Like, I, we had no idea. We weren't even told about this. Just woke up one morning with the fucking house being hella fucking banged on and shit. Got a fucking text <laughs> message. Yeah, the house is getting stuccoed. Oh, oh cool. Thanks for the and heads fucking up. Fucking five months later, it finally got done. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Dude would come over at fucking three o'clock in the morning, fucking freak me the fuck out, dude. I'm like laying down and I see like a, a glowing like light coming from the window, and I'm like, what the fuck, dude? God, I fucking is look, that you? I look out there, the it's dude's, me, Margaret. The dude's underneath the cloth with the fucking light on, fucking stuck <laughs> in the house. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh my god, that's some tweaker Dude, seriously, shit. like hella late at night. He'd be like, yeah, we're going to be here late tonight. And I was like, all right, cool. They'd fucking leave at 8. He'd come at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh my god. You, you, said, you said tonight. You didn't say tomorrow morning right? I'm going to be here That is not early. tonight. I'm sorry. That is not tonight, good sir. Hey, he'd be gone by the time I woke up. Yeah, because he was there at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. <laughs> god damn. Good man. I'm sorry. I could not do that. Um, anyway, so eight children were injured in the initial gunfire, as well as an officer who responded to the scene when he was shot in the neck. Uh, the school's principal, Burton Rag, age 53, and custodian, Mike Sukar, age 56, Sukar, uh, age 56, were killed as they attempted to save the children and pull them to safety. 
Police were able to prevent any further injuries by blocking Spencer's line of fire with a garbage truck. And Brenda then barricaded herself in the house for the next several hours. And then David Miscavige threw his wife in front of the bullets, and that's why we haven't seen her. Huh, so that's where Shelly went. Where is Shelly? Yeah, where is Shelly, David? We're never going to stop asking. Hey, Britney Spears, much love. We heard you got freed. Um, Well, she's uh, she's almost free. She's pretty much free. She's getting there. She can have a baby now, yeah, right? Well, she can. She, it's getting to the point. So her dad's no longer in the conservatorship. Uh, he has hired new legal counsel, but it doesn't fucking matter because fuck that guy. Um, so her dad's no longer in the conservatorship. She's starting to get out of it. Uh, her and her fiance, Sam Asgari actually just toured this beautiful $16 million mansion, uh, that actually used to belong to, uh, her dad, uh, to, used to belong to Jeffrey star. I was going to say, OJ I don't know Simpson. if you know who Jeffrey star is. Dude, who has OJ Simpson's old house? The, the Rockwood estate. I don't know. Or was it Rockwood or Rockingham? Rockingham. Rockingham. That's what it was. All right. We shall return. Your ad could be here. Oh. Before we go, I would also like to apologize. Uh, in last week's episode, there was two points where I said I was going to insert a sound clip in editing. And I, no, I didn't forget to. It's just that by the time I finished editing, it was time to publish the episode because it was already Thursday. So I was like, fuck it. Let's just do it. Rip it hit it and go um so if you want to find the sound clips i will put them in like the episode notes eventually uh just check that out all right we're gonna be back life of terror born in the rain written by dick cock anonymous that's all i got i mean i ain't got much for you so, did we talk about the police? Uh, no, yeah. So we we got to the standoff, um, but we didn't say what happened like during it. Well, during the standoff, a reporter who had been randomly dialing. The, oh no, we were supposed to look up something. We were. Yeah, what were we talking about right before we were gonna look up something? What? I don't remember. I thought we were talking about something. We're gonna. Well, if it comes back to me, we'll look it up. All right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway, during the standoff, a reporter who had been randomly dialing numbers in the neighborhood, who the fuck does that? Was well, just, he was basically just, he knew that like one of those houses was going to be the house that the standoff was in. So he starts dialing numbers, hoping to get in touch with the person. Well, that was probably back when they only, because you know, they didn't always have seven, seven numbers to dial for a phone number or not. You didn't have to put in the area code in. I'm saying the area code and everything, was it was less than seven numbers. It was like you could dial six numbers and get someone's phone number. But how did he know that that whole neighborhood, I mean, was it just every house? Had- I mean, he probably just like looked it up in the phone book and went one by one and started calling numbers. We saw how that worked out for Arnold Schwarzenegger in Terminator. Anyway, but it worked for fucking this guy. So he makes, he makes contact with Brenda Spencer. And when he asked her why she had done it, she simply replied, I don't like Mondays. This livens up the day. I mean, but who the fuck likes Mondays? Nobody. I hate Mondays. Um, but actually, ironically enough, there was a, a, a lead singer of a band. Called Mondays? No, no, no. Uh, I, can't, I think it was the, the Boomtown Rats. And they made a song based on this shooting. Oh, 
Oh shit. So yeah, so there's a band called the Boomtown Rats, and basically the lead singer saw this the shooting on the news and heard about the I don't like Mondays thing, and they wrote a song called I Don't Like Mondays. And they include the lines, uh, I think I'm or it says I don't like Mondays, I'm going to shoot this day down. Here we go, the Boomtown Rats, I don't like Mondays. And he can see no reasons Cause there are no reasons What reason do you need to be sure? That is honestly brilliant. I like that a lot. Might be one of my new favorite songs. Because <laughs> I don't like Mondays. All Nick's favorite songs are posted at dabtodeath.com. Yeah, and you can find us on Spotify at dabtodeath.com. Dot com. Dot com. Oh, fuck it. All right, next slide. So, what really caused 16-year-old Brenda Spencer to snap and commit this terrible offense? Well, you know, I know what it was, dude. Hmm. It wasn't anything that's on there. She got some real good fucking acid the night before, and she was still tripping the fuck out in the morning. And she, and thought, she thought the kids were like gremlins or she trolls. She thought there were space aliens coming oh, to get her because she had already been wait, wait. abducted. They were little pink Christina Aguilera monsters. Do you remember that episode of South Park? It's Ariana Grande. A little pink Christina Aguilera monster is Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Damn. Shots fired. Uh, anyway. No, but uh, so Brenda was born on April 3rd, 1962 to Dot and Wallace Spencer. Well, that was her fucking problem. Her mom's name was Dot. Well, Who the her... fuck names their kid Dot? Well, I'm pretty sure it was like Dottie or some shit. But still. Yeah, who names their kid Dottie? Um, so her parents were actually, but her her parents actually got separated, and she lived in poverty with her father. The two even slept together on a single mattress on the living room floor. The house was always dirty and littered with empty beer and whiskey bottles. So in short, life was not really too kind to Brenda Spencer. But does that drive someone to shoot children? Like, really? That's going to be a hard no. No, it doesn't. Hard no. So, however, in 1978, the staff at a school for problem students, which, first <laughs> indicator, she's a problem student. So, uh, they informed her... Did she kill cats? No. But, so, they informed her father that she was suicidal. And in December, a psychiatric evaluation that was ordered by her probation officer, and she was actually on probation for shooting the windows out at Grover Cleveland Elementary School with a BB gun, as well as burglary. Um, So she was on probation, and her probation officer ordered a psychiatric evaluation. And basically, the evaluation recommended that she be admitted to a mental hospital for depression. Instead... Her father got her tw- got her a 22 caliber rifle with a scope 
and 500 rounds of ammunition for Christmas. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good fucking dad right there. So she could go hunting, man. She could go no, kill a deer that's a terrible something. fucking dad because they had lit- he had literally just been told that she was depressed and suicidal. And what does he do? He goes and gets her a 22 caliber rifle with a scope and 500 rounds of ammunition. When they asked her why he... weird spot no. in the middle of the fucking screen? What? My... My eyes are just fucked up. I'm like, I don't even, I don't even remember. Anyway, anyway, no, I mean, I understand no, so, that that's so, a terrible gift. No, but because so when they asked her why he, she he was, thought, he was probably an alcoholic. Because oh no, he was, definitely was. Because there was empty beer and whiskey yeah, bottles all yeah. over the house. It wasn't just so her. he's not in the right mind. But you know, him being a father, maybe that that that's what you get a child. You know what I mean? That's not what you get a child. In in in, in the olden days, that's what you get a child. You get a child a rifle. And maybe where where was this at? What? Where was the at? San Diego. Oh. It's yeah, this isn't the fucking boonies. This isn't fucking Missouri or fucking Oklahoma <laughs> where everybody has a fucking gun. This maybe, isn't fucking maybe, Texas. Maybe it wasn't the best no, idea. This was to get San Diego, California. To get for Why Christmas? are you getting her a twenty two caliber rifle? When and like I was saying well, at least you no, can get her a thirty out six. Like I was saying, when they asked her why she thought her dad had gotten her this rifle, she said that basically she felt like he wanted her to kill herself. She also claimed that he physically and sexually abused her, though these claims were never substantiated. But, I mean, if you think about it, he's an alcoholic father who sleeps on a mattress in the living room with his daughter. Yeah, he probably sexually abused her. I mean, when you first read that, I thought he was just a loving father because you hadn't read the stuff about the whiskey bottles yet. Yeah, no. Anyway. Uh, so like, so later while in custody tests would reveal that Brenda had suffered an injury to the temporal lobe of her brain, an injury that was attributed to a bike accident. So again, we have a brain injury and you combine this with her upbringing. And like you mentioned, she, she claimed that her father both physically and sexually abused her. So we have what could be the beginning formula for a child killer just saying it, it's it's definitely a possibility all right <laughs> so we're gonna move on to the next case here and this slide is titled if you give a mouse a cookie he'll probably kill you if you give a mouse a cookie he'll eat for a day if you teach a mouse how to cook a cookie he'll be fed for life or if you give a mouse a cookie he'll probably kill you so Brenda Spencer might not have had the best childhood, and she had the all-too-common head injury. But what about when none of these usual criteria are met? What happens when you're given everything? You have the stereotypical picture-perfect life and a loving family, yet you still snap and kill. Meet Nicholas Browning now. Hey, we've got a Nick. 29 years old and serving two life sentences at the Western Correctional Institution in Cumberland, Maryland. For murdering his mother, parents, and two younger brothers when he was only 15 years old. See, now, that actually, if he did it when he was 15 years old, it sounds like they tried him as an adult. Because usually with kids, when you have kid killers, they get charged like 10 years of body. Um. Well, there's actually a lot of cases in this episode in particular where these children are sentenced to life sentences maybe we should have a conversation about that although you know i mean sometimes uh, no, i'm sorry some of these cases it's fucking warranted yeah but i mean 
anyway. It's it's warranted. Anyway. anyway. So <laughs> Nick Nick was born on February ninth. Oh, keep going. <laughs> what? You keep, just go. Oh. So Nick was born on February 9th, 1992 to John and Tamara Browning. His father was a prominent local attorney and provided a very good life for Nicholas and his two brothers, Benjamin and Gregory. Do you think he gave his son legal advice during the case? No, because he was dead. Oh, shit. Yeah. What happened? So, his son killed him. How did he kill him? We'll, we'll get there. Okay. So, uh, so his brothers, Benjamin and Gregory, were ages 11 and 13 when they were murdered. He was an, so Nicholas was an honor roll student, an Eagle Scout, and he played varsity golf and lacrosse. So by every standard, it seemed that his life was perfect until the night that he shattered that picture perfect image. Like the shatter we're smoking. Oh, I got, I got a little ball of it there for you. Oh, shit. I'm going to do a dab then. You want to take this next one? Sure. Um, so, on the night of February 1st, um, 2008, so this isn't even that long ago. No, it's really not. Um, just a week before, I didn't even well, hear and it. Like we said, he was 15 when he killed him, and he's 29 years old now. I think I might have heard something on the news about that. But anyway, um, so this is just a week before his 16th birthday. Um Nick Browning entered his home after his family had fallen asleep. He was supposedly spending the night at his friend's house. I mean, every normal teenager usually spends the night at a friend's house as opposed to staying home unless you're the friend that they're spending the night at your house. But no, because usually then that a teenager... friend tells their parents they're spending the night at the other friend's house. Nobody's spending the night at people's houses. <laughs> all teenagers are lying. Most they're the all fucking liars. Most, I'm, I know because I was one of those lying time, fucking yeah. teenagers. I'd we're, be like, we're oh, usually yeah, I'm going over to my friend's house problems, for the night. Man. Really, I'm going to a fucking party that's no, going to rage was, there, until 6 o'clock there, in the fucking morning no, but there was always that, acid and lose my fucking mind. No, there was always that one friend that had the fucking parents that were either... I'm really glad my mom doesn't listen to this e podcast. Either never cool... Or I'm um, not never cool. They were either never home or they were hella cool. So there was always that friend's house that you would end well, up my, at. My mom was never home at the end. So it was your house. she she worked all the time. So it was your house. Well, especially she worked nights. But anyway, um, so yeah, it, it was my back house. back to what we were talking about. Um, like I said, he was supposedly spending the night at his friend's house, and after that, you know, he told that's what he told his parents. He entered his home after they had all fallen asleep, and. He shot his father as he slept on the couch. He, and again, this goes back to our Richard Ramirez episode. Don't sleep on the fucking couch. What was he using? I don't know. They don't, I don't think they ever... Nothing, nothing I saw specified a caliber or a gun. Um, but it was a gun that his father owned. And this is part of the way that the investigators caught him. Because uh, they found a key for the gun safe under his bed or like under the father's bed anyway so i wonder if he had grabbed the firearm after he came back home at, no, no, no. They were he, all had, he had premeditated or if he had he had grabbed the gun beforehand and then left the house okay so anyway um so like i said he um shot his father a little bit his father as he slept on the couch he then moved to his parents bedroom where he shot his mother twice before stalking down the halls to his brother's room. One of his brothers woke up and attempted to wrestle the gun away from him, but was shot and killed during the next during the struggle. Um, the next morning, so what, did he just kill the other brother? Yeah, no, so basically uh, the brothers had separate rooms. 
So he went into one bedroom. Uh, the the kids started to wake up, but he shot him as soon as he woke up. And then the the second brother, I think it was the younger of the two, actually. I think it might have been Benjamin. Um, Benjamin kind of woke up and like tried to struggle and get the gun out, like wrestle the gun away, and then he was shot twice in the in the struggle. See now, this this, this goes to the he was supposedly spending the night at his friend's house. Maybe he did tell his his you know one of his friends, "Hey, can I spend the night at your house?" After his friend was asleep, he snuck out the house. So I he mean, has most likely he has the perfect alibi. But anyway, because um, it makes you think with this, uh, if you return home the next morning, you better have a fucking pretty damn good alibi. Other than I said I was spending the night at my friend's house because that's hearsay. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, that um, back to this. Um, the next morning, he returned home and called the police, claiming that he had found his family murdered. Um, during the questioning, Nick showed very little emotion at the fact that his entire family was just gunned down. I mean, I, I just wanted some Burger King, man. And seemed more concerned about his family's wealth and various assets, which would he, be, he would be the sole inheritor to, because um, he just killed everybody, you know what I mean? Um, now, just two days later, however... Nicholas Browning would confess to killing his parents and brothers. I wonder if the guilt had got to him. Um, I, I think it did. It really did. He was convicted of four counts of first-degree murder. Oh, and. And sentenced to serve <laughs> two consecutive life, life, consecutive life sentences. He will be eligible for parole in 2031. So 10 years. 10 more years. Which, if you think about it, though, he killed four people. He should have gotten four. Do you think he'll get paroled? Um. Well, nobody's gonna be at his no, parole no, hearing. No, no, no. Nobody, to, nobody gets to, paroled the first time. I'm gonna tell you that. I learned that from my friend Andy Dufresne, <laughs> which we were actually just talking about. Uh, good old Tim Robbins, and uh, I, I, I now have to go watch Arlington Road it's with a great movie Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins because I love Jeff Bridges. I am a, a devout dudist. Um. But I, I, I would love to see this movie because I didn't really see anything else with Tim Robbins other than Shawshank Redemption. No, he's had a little other well, I, Actually, no, I saw, I saw a couple movies <coughs> on that list that I knew. I just didn't realize he was in it. Oh, Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny. He was the, the guy in the bathroom, the fucking weirdo with the long hair and the fucking arm crutch. Hey, you found your pen. <laughs> it was on the ground over here. Ah, yes, yes. All right, so moving on to the next case study. Meet the next kid, contestant number three. So from cereal for <laughs> breakfast to cereal murder. Oh, this is a while ago. Yeah, oh yeah. This is this is the good old one. This is the one I was talking about. This is Jesse Jesse. Yeah, Jesse, Jesse Pomeroy. Jesse Pomeroy. Why does Pomeroy sound like a fucking fruit? Pomade. It sounds like pomade. It sounds like I should put it in my hair. You know, Jesse Pomade. Pomade. Hey. It loosens <laughs> up your palms so your fucking dick doesn't Rosie have to. Palm and Pamela Henderson. Uh, anyway, so on April 23rd, 1874, that's right, I said 1874. This is We're going back, back, I mean, back this is in like one time. Of the first first child serial killers they say uh well he's not one of the first child serial killers in fact he's not even the youngest the youngest one which i really want to do an episode on uh he was an indian child named amarjeet sada 
So he is the world's youngest serial killer. He was eight years old. How many people did he kill? Uh, he killed babies. Like a lot of babies. How the fuck do you do that? They're babies. They're super easy to kill. Uh, most of them, he would like bash their heads against the wall. Or, uh, yeah, he look at, look at this kid. This kid just looks fucked up. Um, so he, yeah, no, he murdered his six year old cousin, his uncle's dog. Uh, and then he also murdered, uh, his eight month old sister and then another, another baby that was related to the family. Um, basically I yeah, killed like four or five babies all related probably to, yeah. So it, it's, it's fucked up. So we're definitely going to cover him in our cutthroat kids series. Amarjeet. Amarjeet Sada. Amarjeet Sama. Amarjeet Sada. Sada. Yeah. Sounds like sodomy. Sorry if we did not pronounce that correctly. We're working on it. So on April 23rd, 1874, the body of a four-year-old boy named Horace Millen was found mutilated and dumped in a ditch on the beaches of South Boston. We talking South Boston here. fuck names their kid Horace? Somebody in South Boston in 1874. Why? Why? (laughs) So the severity of the mutilation led investigators to believe that only the most monstrous of men could have committed the murder. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop with that. You almost sounded like... Uh, yeah, what, what, fuck, I forget what his name Christopher is. Christopher Walken? No, not Christopher Walken. <laughs> um, he was on uh, a fucking... Jersey Shore? <laughs> what are you going for here, man? Come on, give he me something. He was on a mob movie. I think it was like a... A mob movie? Yeah, like The Goodfellas. The Goodfellas. Oh, uh, funny how? Funny like I make you laugh? Like that guy? Uh, Joe Pesci? Not Joe Pesci. Oh, come on. Who then? The fucking other guy. The fucking guy that was selling the cocaine and shit. Oh, okay. Okay. I can't remember his name either. Anyway. <laughs> so no, it was just a tone of your voice at the <laughs> Reset. <head>. No. <laughs> Reset, as my wife would say. Um, uh, anyways. So, um, so like I said, the, so the, basically the level of mutilation uh, led investigators <laughs> to believe that only the most monstrous of men could have committed this murder. The boy's body was stripped practically naked, uh, stabbed repeatedly. The throat was cut from end to end. A sharp object had been stabbed into one of his eyes, which actually will tie into Jesse Pomeroy later. And the genitals were damn near severed off. Plus, the body had been set on fire. That's a lot. That's a lot for one fucking little four-year-old to go through. Yeah. I would have to hope that most of that happened after he was dead. Probably did. Most of it was post-mortem. Yeah. So you can imagine everyone's complete shock when the investigation would lead them to 14-year-old Jesse Pomeroy. Everyone, that is, except for Jesse's mother, Ruth Ann Snowman. This was not the first time that Jesse Pomeroy had done something like this. Dun-dun-dun. No, Jesse Pomeroy was... Born in Charleston, Massachusetts. Massa- Massachusetts. Um, Massachusetts. Yeah, I hate that state name. It's so stupid. Like, it's Ma- spelled dumb. It looks dumb. Like, I'm trying Massachusetts. to say it's Massachusetts. Yeah, Massachusetts. Um, on November 29th in uh Sorry, Massachusetts, but your state name is dumb. Jesse was the younger of two kids, bo- kids born to Thomas J. Pomeroy, a Civil War veteran, and Ruthann Snowman Pomeroy. No, just Ruth Ann Snowman. I don't think she ever took the Pomeroy name. Hmm. 
Yeah, not everybody did. I mean, it's weird back then that they didn't, especially in the 18 fucking hundreds. You would yeah. think that she would she have to. She wanted to ref her husband. I love you, boo. But I mean, look at her last name is Snowman. <laughs> maybe Snowman. Maybe she she's was, like, maybe she, hey, she's selling, she's selling cocaine. That's what I was going to say. Maybe she was a coke dealer. And she had to keep the name. <laughs> she's the mafia. Guy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <sighs> um, so Jesse's Pomeroy's taste for violence became apparent. From a very young age, the attacks began to be reported in 1871 when Jesse was only 11 years old, um, stating that several young boys had been lured to remote areas and were assaulted. Yeah. From the very beginning, it was noted just how brutal these attacks were. These boys were beaten with belts, fists, knives, leaving, leaving some of them even permanently scarred. Yeah. Um, but it, it had not yet escalated to murder at this point. It was just fi- uh, purely physical and sometimes sexual assault uh, as well. Now, I wonder if he got punished for any of this stuff. Well, so not not initially because in 1872, uh, Ruth read the description of the boy who was committing these assaults because it was reported that it was an older boy than the, than the people that were being assaulted. Yeah. Um, so she read the the description of the the kid who was committing these assaults and basically immediately recognized it as the description of her son. So she moved the family to South Boston. However, the attacks simply began again once they got there. Um, Jesse was eventually arrested and charged and sentenced uh, with uh, multiple uh, assaults, and he was sentenced to reform school until he was 18 years old. However, just two years later, and this is a common theme we see here, like the same thing happened with John Wayne Gacy, where he was supposed to be in prison for 10 years and he got paroled 18 months into his sentence because of good behavior. And then he went on to kill 33 fucking people that we know of. So anyway, two months or two years later, Jesse would be paroled to his mother at the age of 14. (sighs) Shortly after his release, Katie Coran, a 10-year-old girl from South Boston, went missing. Her body would later be discovered in the basement of his mother's dress shop, and the body of Horace uh, Horace Millen was discovered, which led to the arrest of Jesse Pomeroy. In fact, police went directly to Jesse after they found the body of Horace Millen. They went straight to him, even though there was no evidence linking him to that murder. They went straight to him just based on his previous, his previous assault. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so remember the thing I said about the, the eye, the kid got stabbed in the eye? Yeah. So Jesse Pomeroy was actually bullied a lot as a kid because, um, you know, he was a bit of a loner. He also, (laughs) he had this like milky white, like cataract on one of his eyes and like it freaked people out. And a lot of the kids made fun of him and like teased him and bullied him. So he wanted to fuck up people's eyes. Yeah. So I think that with the Horace Millen where he like stabbed the kid in the eye, like that was him like mutilating somebody else's eyes made fun of him and he just snapped i mean horace millen was four years old i highly doubt it (laughs) if anything horace (laughs) millen probably saw him and like screamed because he was scared and this just pissed jesse pomeroy off and he fucking snapped and killed him bashed his head into a wall but he had already killed katie coran before that um when when her body was found in the basement Basically, uh, they said that it was like hastily hidden under an ash pile, which I don't know why there's a pile of ash in somebody's basement. 
Like, that makes no sense to me. Especially in the basement of a dress shop. Why is there a pile of ashes? But anyway, anyway. so she was hidden under the ashes. Jesse Pomeroy was found guilty of first-degree murder, making him the youngest person in the history of Massachusetts to be convicted of such a charge. Two shits. Two shits. Massachusetts. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, on December 10th of 1874, and he was sentenced to death by hanging. Although his sentence was later commuted to life, which was to be served in solitary confinement in 1876, and again commuted to just life imprisonment in 1917. So did he ever get out? No, he died in prison, I believe, at the age of 70-something. I want to say like 72. Damn. Um, Yeah, So, but his total body count is two confirmed kills that we know of, Katie Coran and Horace Millen. And but it's suspected to be between nine and eleven murders. Damn. Yeah, this kid was a busy murderer. He was a little a little busy fuck. Anyway, hail Satan. So we have talked about Jesse Pomeroy. We've talked about uh motherfucking John Wayne Gacy. No. Stop. This episode. We talked about I don't remember the other person's name. That 16-year-old girl that blasted all them people. Yeah, so we talked about Brenda Spencer. We have talked about Nick Browning. And we've talked about Jesse Pomeroy. Now, let's get into... Annabelle. The 12-year-old girl and the 300-year-old vampire. That sounds like Lestat. It sounds like the world's worst romantic novel. What are you talking about? The Interview with the Vampire was a great book. No, 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 but... This this sounds like the twelve year old girl and the three three hundred year old vampire sounds like the worst romantic that novel sound like ever. A, what is that? A full moon? Oh, Twilight. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that book series. Fuck the movies. Fuck all of that. Well, Ooh, I'm just, a vampire and I glitter in the sunlight. We just what lost the fuck? our. We Are just you, lost our Russian listeners. <laughs> uh, how, how you think the Russians really like Twilight? No. The one the guy Russian. What? No. Wasn't what? Wasn't Transylvania in Russia? No, no, no. It's in Germany. It's it's like uh like near like Turkey like that area. Russia. No, that's not Russia. Same continent. It's Europe. Anyways. Anyway, so sometimes it isn't a difficult upbringing, a brain injury, or any of these other factors that cause a kid to kill. Sometimes. They are being brainwashed by a 300-year-old vampire. Like, you gotta think, what the fuck, dude? At least that seemed to be the case with 12-year-old Jasmine Richardson. In 2006? Yeah, this is kind of recent. See, some goddamn fucking vampire movies. Well, and, and, uh, did, did you ever, um... This is actually in the next bullet point, but did you ever know about that that website, VampireFreaks.com? No. It's basically a website for people that are super obsessed with vampires or think they are vampires, and they can like create a profile and be vampire-y. And, and so Jasmine met 23-year-old Jeremy Stanky. Stanky? Stank. Stank. Whatever it is, Stank. it's a really unfortunate last name. Stank, Stanky, Stanky. At a punk show. At, yeah, they met at a punk show in 2006, which I'm sorry. 
maybe you should not let your 12-year-old daughter go to a punk show. <laughs> Probably not. By herself. Probably not. No, she went with... 20. I mean, actually, that's not... I went to punk shows at 13. And You're yeah. a boy. That's sexist, sir. Women can go wherever they want. But you're a boy that's different. How? More people are out there. Most You don't hear about 12-year-old boys getting fucking kidnapped at the goddamn fucking concert. You hear about 12-year-old girls getting fucking kidnapped at fucking concerts. I'm I'm not trying to be sexist or anything like that, but statistically, if you're a female and you're younger, yes, you're more likely gonna get okay. you're more likely gonna get abducted as opposed to a boy. Although there are those sick fucks that like to fuck boys in the ass. John Wayne Gacy. I was gonna say uh, McMartin. Fucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, Richard Ramirez. <laughs> yeah, he fucked anybody, honestly. Um, I know he fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> he's still salty about it. He never called him back. Yeah, dude. He said he was going to hit me up. He was like, I just wanted him to message me. I just wanted him to, feel I just his... wanted him to write me a letter when he was in jail. Just wanted to feel he his... didn't even care. His hot load inside my ass. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so Jasmine met 23-year-old Jeremy Stanky. At a punk show in 2006, and the two bonded over their love of dark topics, such as horror movies and creatures like vampires. They both even had accounts on the site, vampirefreaks.com, and Stanky, Stank, whatever, claimed that he was a 300-year-old vampire. I'm sorry, but this is just a 23-year-old man trying to fucking take advantage of a of fucking 12-year-old 12 12 girl. fucking girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, and her da- goal that's ability definitely that what was happening here. So, needless to say, uh, Jasmine's parents were less than thrilled about their 12-year-old daughter dating a 23-year-old man. Why wouldn't they call the police? Um, That is a very valid fucking question, because that's like the first thing I would have fucking done. I'd have been like, this 23-year-old who thinks he's a fucking 300-year-old vampire is trying to fuck my 12-year-old daughter. I'm either grabbing a shotgun or calling the cops. I'm probably grabbing a shotgun. I'm going to find out where this fuck lives. He sounds like he lives in his fucking van under a bridge. In front of my house. Yeah. So, so basically, they did their best. I don't think they did their best because, like he, like he said, they could have, they could have, the they could have called the cops. They, the they cops, should have called the cops. The cops would say there's nothing you could do, but you um, get no, a restraining order. Because she is 12 and he is 23. That is statutory rape. But if they have not he had is going to sexu- fucking prison. If they haven't had any sexual relations. I, uh, I mean, they probably did, but. Yeah. So, like I said, they, they quote-unquote did their best to try and stop the relationship, but this would ultimately lead to their deaths. Why is that, Jim? Well, Bob, on the afternoon of April 23rd, 2006, the bodies of Jasmine's parents, Mark and Deborah Richardson, were found murdered in the basement of their home in Alberta, Canada. Yeah, this happened in Canada, by the way. Fucking Canadians. Well, I I mean realistically, if you I look don't at, mind Canadians, if you but look you at the won't... statistics, though, Americans are far more susceptible to murder. Why is it though? 
No, and I, I don't mind Canadians. I don't think there's anything wrong with Canadians. I like, mean, really, Canadians are some of the honestly, most polite. On, like, but, but you know, like fucking South Park and all that is fucking. <laughs> that's that's true. You know, when that's the thing is like they're they're you know they're pussies or like they're too nice or whatever. But like, honestly, they have a uh, universal health care. They have fucking free or they have legal weed. Like I, I think Canada sounds dope. I just can't live there because I'm a felon. Yeah. Yeah, they don't they don't want they don't take too kindly to my type around these parts. So the body of their their eight year old son, yeah, Tyler Jacob was found upstairs. The parents were both stabbed repeatedly with an Excalibur knife like this. Um, <laughs> I don't I, we don't, I don't we might need to dispose of that now. I don't know what she used, but uh um they were both I'm, I'm just gonna assume a kitchen knife. That's like it's normally it's a it's a crime of convenience. The, the parents you know, stabbing. The, the parents were stabbed and the little brother's throat was slit um, while he slept. So she actually took mercy on him and the fact that she didn't wake him up and just slit his throat so he would die. I mean, you'd think peacefully, but I'm pretty sure he fucking woke up. Yeah, no, you still wake up and you still die a horrible, agonizing death where you drown on your own blood. But at least she wasn't like with her parents, where she just like stabbed her, stabbed him over and over and over. Parents and over is more again. of a rage killing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the the kid was more of like a mercy killing. The others were like rage. So um, now the pl- initially the police had originally feared that Jasmine was also a victim because she was the only one that wasn't found at the crime scene. But um. Her and Jeremy Stank were arrested the next day in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Yeah, Canada has some really interesting named places. Like Michigan. Um, Um, Well, it was actually, so it was in a community of Saskatchewan, but I can't remember the name of it, and I didn't write it down. So, but yeah, they were were arrested in Saskatchewan. And then actually, one of their friends was later charged as an accomplice because she drove them in her truck to, like, get them away from the scene and disposed of evidence. Now, just uh, uh, for all you out there that in some point in future, I hope you I hope this never happens. And I am no longer I'm not no longer I am nor am I an expert on the um, situation or whatever. But if if you if you plan on killing somebody, don't fucking put that shit on fucking email. Don't put it on oh anything God, electric. No, don't don't text it. Don't call. Because that's don't how fucking, everybody fucking gets don't caught. Don't email it. Don't message it. Don't come on, you stupid Techn- fucking people. The, the shit that gets saved like, on like, your device, oh. even if you erase it, they can still find it. That shit is damning. But you know it is not so damning. Just someone saying he said, she said, is not fucking. Hardcore yeah, proof. There's that reasonable is hardcore doubt proof. there. That's that's hearsay. We could we can make that we can make that work. But don't fucking email that shit. So and back back to this, and this this is why I said that. So a trail of evidence, especially emails and messages between Richardson and Stank, letting investigators write to the truth. Like I said, don't put that shit on electronics. Um, Stank had convinced Jasmine to marry him, despite the glaring age difference. She's a 12-year-old girl. Of course, he, say, he says, I love you. I'm going to marry you. Pretty much, that's 
okay, let's do this. I love you too. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. He's like, I'm I'm a three hundred year old vampire, and I'm like super edgy and goth. No, I, I, and she was like, oh my god, like I want to be super edgy and goth too. And he's like, so what you need to do is you just need to marry me. And she's like, oh my god, like I totally want to do that. I, I don't know if because it says. Jasmine herself was the one that suggested that kill her family so yeah, they could be no, together. No, basically in the maybe in the, he had implanted that into her head. I, though, that, no, that, I that firmly believe with that her parents she there, was brainwashed. With by her this parents guy. there, they were not going to be together. So she said, "Why don't we kill them then so we can be together forever?" Yeah, I yeah. just want you to suck my blood so I could be alive forever. Yeah, I want to grow old with you and still look young. <laughs> You're going to be with a 12 year old for the rest of your life, baby. Oh God. <laughs> so he's gonna be a pedophile forever and that's another issue with interview with the vampire and the whole like kirsten dunst kid vampire thingy no like, not that anybody was fucking her but whatever what what it's just weird what, kid like, like, like I said, this is like i said earlier remember 10 years um so due to her age jasmine, well, this is also canada jasmine Canada's was not sentenced to the to maximum life. possible sentence of 10 years in prison and was rela- released in May of 2016. She now lives in an undisclosed location location to protect her identity with yeah. Stank. So Jeremy Stank actually was sentenced to three concurrent life sentences without parole for a minimum of 25 years. So um, let's find out where he's at now. Yeah, no, he's still there, apparently. So, but yeah, to, to protect her identity, she is, and honestly, when she was in incarcerated, they basically said that she was a poster child for rehabilitation because, I mean, I, I really do feel out of all of the stories that we're covering this week, this is the one where she was yeah she was duped into it like all of the other killers we're talking about are people that willingly chose to do this whereas with her i think she was more brainwashed into doing it by this older man who just wanted to fuck a 12 year old and be a creep and i don't appreciate that all right so we're gonna get into our final story of the night and honestly this is the story that i built this episode for I know that Jesse Pomeroy was what inspired our kid killer episodes, but this is a recent development, and this is why I really wanted to talk about kid killers this week. No, we're talking about Ginger Snapped. (laughs) So. So far, we have introduced you to a kid that had a bad childhood and suffered head injuries who went on a shooting spree. A child who was given everything and decided to kill his entire family anyways. A young serial killer from the 1800s and a misguided 12-year-old who had been corrupted by an ancient creature of the night. Now, let's meet a little red-headed kid who had been bullied for years Gingivitis. and decided to take his anger out on someone smaller and weaker than him. A child who wanted to know what it was like to feel powerful. So he killed four-year-old Derek Roby and left him in the woods. A killer who was just granted parole this month. Let's meet 
Eric M. Smith. So how old is he now? Uh, 40 something. Oh, so he's been in jail for a while. Oh, yeah, no, he's been in there for 27 years. Yeah, he's 41 years old. Wow. And, and as you can see, he's kind of a a goofy looking kid. Got the big old but glasses. But do you think maybe maybe the uh, the constant bullying? Oh yeah, no, that's that's what led to it. Is what led him to do it? Yeah, no, because as far as his childhood, he didn't have. Uh, let me get to the next slide. He was picked on. Well, so according to his grandparents, Eric Smith was the sweetest child. He loved to spend time with them and give them hugs and kisses, and he was a bit of a clown who was always trying to make them laugh. But unfortunately for him, Eric was often bullied for his protruding low-set ears, his thick Coke bottle glasses, his red hair, and his freckles. Kids are terrible. Oh, yeah. No, kids are but, awful. Kids are the fucking worst. But, you know, I, now, you know, there's this whole movement about stop bullying and stuff like that. But How about and, you just teach your kids not to be a piece of shit? Well, in a sense, though, I mean, you, have you been bullied before? Yeah. I've been bullied before. I turned out just fine. I think it's kind of like a rite of passage. But sometimes sometimes there are unfortunate situations where people well, get and, pushed and I was, over the I edge. Was, okay, I, I'm, when I say I was bullied, yes, I was bullied very occasionally. Like, very rarely would somebody try to bully me. Sometimes they but pick there out are no, people. there are kids out there, like poor little Eric Smith here, who fucking was bullied constantly. But I'm not saying that gives you the right to fucking murder somebody. Especially a fucking four-year-old. Yeah. Like, God damn, dude. Come on. Now, on August 12th of 1993, Smith was 13 years old, and when he was sent home from day camp in the local park due to bad behavior, um, it was on his way home that he encountered four-year-old Derek, Robbie. Derek Robbie. Roby. Roby. Yeah. Anyways, back to what we were talking about. So he yep. he was on his way home from day camp. He's in a bad mood. He just got sent home for bad behavior. Now he's got to tell his parents. Then he encountered poor little four-year-old Derek Roby. Yeah. Walking by himself on the way to day camp himself. Smith then grabbed little Derek and dragged him into the woods where he strangled him before dropping a large rock onto his head. Yeah. Crushing his skull. Yeah, it was pretty fucked up. He would later admit to also sodomizing him with a stick afterwards so he could feel powerful. Now, that's kind of fucking... Yeah, that's... I... Nick, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I fucking strangle you and drop a rock on your head, crushing your skull, I'm going to make sure that I sodomize you with the fucking stick. I mean, I just want you, I just want you to feel powerful. This is the stick. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, uh, that's, but, that's, so, that's so un- inappropriate. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> um, yeah, he so, sodomized him so he could feel powerful. powerful. Yeah, and, that, and that's, what, that's what I said. It goes back to the whole bullying thing where it's like he, he wanted to feel stronger than somebody for once. But I think he literally just took it way too far. And this is where it maybe he was just a born killer. Because didn't have a bad upbringing, didn't have any brain traumas that we know of. This is kind of like Nick Browning. Why did he do it? Well, Nick Browning, Nick Browning wasn't even bullied at all, and he still snapped and killed people, so maybe he was a born killer. But 
little Eric Smith. Um, so we're, we're so as the storm began to roll yeah, in, poor little Derek, his, his mother Doreen, went to pick him up from the park, only to discover that he had never arrived there that morning. After a four-hour search, Derek Robbie's body was discovered. Yeah, so basically, instantly, as soon as he came up missing, you strangled, know, crushed, started, started calling the cops. They came out to investigate. They formed a search party. And it was not long before they found the body because, like, Eric did not make any attempt to hide the body. If anything, the body How did was... How they even find out not, it was him? The, well, well, we'll get to that. But the body was actually kind of displayed. Um, so the, the kid's body was laid out, his head was crushed, and his shoes had been removed and placed by his hands. And then his pants were pulled down around his ankles. From the beginning, Eric Smith inserted himself, inserted himself. into the investigation, which... This is actually a pretty good indicator. Usually, uh, that, fucking, they do that. Yeah, exactly. No, it's, it's a really, well, I'll have, I'll it's a really good indicator that that person did it, because they'll be like, "Oh my god, like, how can I help with the investigation? Like, oh my god, I saw but this." He, also, at the same time, he's a little fourteen-year-old boy that's picked on, and nobody fucking like wants him for anything. So, you know, well, he, he, they could also take that as a. He's excited because he's being included and he's never included. True, Poor because he was like extremely interested in like how things were operating within law enforcement in general, as well as, you know, uh, within the case. So he was asking questions about like, oh, is, is that your gun? And like, oh, is this, is this that? And like, you know, he's like super excited just to be there. And so like, I think, yeah, maybe he was just happy to be included in something. Idiot. But... You know, he uh, he shouldn't have done that because then he just kind of like made himself a, a suspect eventually. Yeah. But so he claimed that he did see Derek Roby at the park that day and that he knew information that would help them catch the killer, which he technically did. He knew mm-hmm. all the information that would help them catch the killer because he was the killer. Or was he? Dun dun dun. Was it Satan's child, the Antichrist? Damien, put the dog down, Damien. The, the 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 omen. You remember I, I, the I, omen? I don't I remember I know, uh, the, I know the omen. Anyway. No, you know what fucking <laughs> Warlock. The original Warlock, I watched that oh, shit when I was hella young, dude. Dude, I like hella young. Damn, dude, that that's a fucking flashback. That was horrifying. Because oh, I was gosh. like fucking six, maybe seven years old. Oh, that's way too young to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> it was horrifying. Oh, I'm gonna do a dab. Uh, uh, but anyway, knock. so where where were we? I got. Oh this. yeah, so he he did technically know the information, but like I was saying, I feel like this was all an attempt on Smith's part, <laughs> simply to feel important. So when Eric returned home after talking with police. He confessed to his mother that he was the one that had killed Derek. Can you imagine being a mother sitting down to dinner and your kid's like, oh, by the way, I killed a four-year-old today. Yeah. Just, she's like, so, so Eric, how was, how was your day? Oh, wait, grandmother. My bad. I put mother. <laughs> um. So anyway. <laughs> it was his grandmother that he told? Yeah, because he lived with his grandparents. Oh. So he told his grandmother, sorry, I'm, I'm, I, I got fucking sand. No, I, I messed it up. I did put mother. He was tired. Um, it's like so 
Eric went home, confessed, confessed to his grandmother that he killed Derek. Um, now his grand, uh, this is a crapshoot because you have some families that won't go to the police. <laughs> Brian Laundry, but his grandma went straight to law enforcement. If only Brian but Laundry's parents had done the same. But like I said earlier, I believe that they're the ones that fucking killed him. They took Which care is of it. honestly a pretty interesting theory. You put down, a, you put down a bad dog. Oh, yeah, I like that. And like I said, I would respect his parents a lot more if they did that rather than if they hid his little bitch ass. Now, you know, the fucked up thing about that, though, is if they did do that, they're going to they're gonna go to jail for killing him. And I feel like they're going to go in heads held high. Be like, motherfucker, that's right. Um, now, back to back to back to <laughs> Eric um, Smith. And Eric was eventually convicted of second degree murder probably i bet you it was first degree well i think he planned on it for a while because of his age no he didn't plan on shit it just happened like it just i guess it was like he just like one day happened to be in a pissed off mood on his way home ran into this little kid and he's like you know what i'm stronger than you i'm bigger than you i'm gonna make you as miserable as i am and then he killed him now Eric Smith served three years at a juvenile facility before being transferred to an open prison for young adults. Then in 2001, he was transferred to Clinton Correctional Facility in New York. He would continue to be transferred from prison to prison until this month when he was granted parole after 27 years. Only time will tell if he will kill again. Because there there have been several... Um uh, professionals, psychiatric professionals or whatever, who have, have analyzed the case and have basically determined that he is the kind of person who, if released, might kill again. But, however, I I don't know, dude. Like, he's been in prison for 27 years. But you know what another murder would get him? More time in jail. Institutionalized. Well, and He's been there his whole life. If he is institutionalized, then he might want to go back. But but how do you how do you go back for sure? Yeah, you don't go rob somebody. You don't go fucking beat someone up. You fucking kill somebody. That's true. Because guarantee, if you do it again, you ain't getting away with fucking. I mean, pretty much they grant you parole once they know that you are institutionalized. Once they know that you are dependent on them, they're like, okay, you can go now. Figure it out. Feels like you're 18 again. Go work at McDonald's. Because they know they're going to come back because it's the recidivism rates, which is funny because they always talk but about some people just make bad decisions. No, they always man. talk about oh, we want lower recidivism rates. We want we want to rehabilitate these people. We want to we want to create good members of society again. But then you look at, for example, the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. And um, I feel like that they really don't do that. It's more of a revolving door policy of we'll see you next month. Have a nice trip until then. And that's what we're. And then we get into privatized prisons, which is a whole nother issue. Dude, we should open up a prison. It could be like escape room. The Dab to Death Dungeon. Have you seen Escape Room? We can make it like Escape Room. The movie? Yeah. With Slice Stallone. And and, and 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 Arnold, I'm hit the pump. You up? I thought that was a good movie. A lot of people didn't like it, but I thought Escape Room was 
wasn't bad. I didn't see any of the sequels, but... Yeah, didn't they do, like, three sequels already? I don't know. Now, a movie that I did like was Cloverfield. Oh, no. Cloverfield was fucking terrible. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. I, hold on. Hear me out. I appreciated Cloverfield after I saw every movie in it, although the second one, it really didn't line up with the story, but it was still part of the storyline. Now, I watched the third one, and then Wait, it made there's me... there's a third one? Dear God, help us. All. And then it made me actually understand... I mean, hail Satan, help and, us and, all. And, and appreciate the first one more, because it kind of explained how it got caused. I mean, humans caused it, but... That entire movie was garbage. The first movie sucked. Anyway, You know what my favorite part of Cloverfield was? When the, the fucking cameraman died. Because the cameraman, the fucking douchebag that was running around with the camera the whole time, was so fucking annoying. He was like, what's going on? Oh my god, what is that? Oh my god, what's going on? Like, any of the other fucking people around you know what the fuck is going on any more than you do. Like, some fucking douchebag in a lab coat's just gonna turn around and go, Well, actually, what happened is scientists in a lab created something 13 years ago that's gonna fucking kill us all. No, nobody fucking knows. Shut the fuck up and stop doing this fucking found footage movie bullshit. I hate found footage movies. So you don't like Paranormal Activity? I mean, the original was okay. And then um, they had one that was, uh, what was it? Paranormal Activity. <laughs> it was like the marked ones or whatever. That mm-hmm. one was pretty good. But, I, I mean, no. I'm not a big fan of Paranormal Activity. I don't like Blair Witch. I, don't I didn't like, like Blair Witch. No, I don't like any of this found no, footage like I said, bullshit. I, 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 like, didn't, I don't I, like Clover, it. Cloverfield 2. And the last one aren't found footage movies. That's actually fucking being, you know, it's like shot like a movie. Okay, well then maybe I'll check out the sequels. But like I said, it, well, I mean, John Goodman's in the first one. He's got these two girls living in his basement telling them that they can't go outside and shit. I think he kidnapped them at some point in time and he was planning on banging them later on. Whoa, what kind of movie did this turn into? All of a sudden it's fucking Silence of the Lambs and fucking Buffalo Bill has people in the fucking basement talking about it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. And then and then in the third one, they're in space and like they're doing what? something. Oh, yeah. so is this fucking uh, Jason? No, 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 check it out. Remember what? When they did Jason in yeah. space, or it was Jason X. That's what they're, it was. they're doing some uh, experiment, yeah, like with something. And when they do the experiment, it like fucking puts them like a fucking parallel universe or some shit, or let something fucking in. And that's actually what the thing down below is. So they're actually ones that caused it, but it's that's not like going really in depth because <clears throat> it's been a long time since I've actually stayed awake through the whole movie. Um, <laughs> that's. <laughs> And that's what I have to. That's all I have to say about that. My name's Forrest Forrest Gump. You can call me Forrest Gump. Um, but yeah, so that honestly is our uh, our first episode on the Cutthroat Kids. In the end, we don't we don't really know like what causes these kids to kill people because in this episode alone, we have talked about people who had the perfect formula. The bad childhood and the head injuries. We've talked about people who had no formula, perfect childhoods with everything given to them. We've talked about people that were brainwashed by vampires. We've talked about a kid who just was bullied into it. And we've talked about a young serial killer who was just fucking aching for revenge. 
But we do have a lot of child killers to talk about. The cutthroat kids, like I call them. Macaulay Culkin will be on the list. Have you seen the movie The Good Son? <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie, actually. <laughs> it was a good movie. It really was. I would love to have Macaulay Culkin on this podcast. Could you imagine that? Dude, that would be dope as fuck. Macaulay, hit us up. Macaulay, we can't, we can't, come on. We can't pay you in cash, but bro, we, bro, we can give you bro. plenty of dabbables and bro. stuff. And Come on. Macaulay Culkin, hit us up. We would love to have you on the show. That would be dope as fuck if you were listening. Loved, anyway. home, loved your work on Home Alone, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, there was that, there was, like I said, there was that, that short video series on YouTube or whatever. It was like he was an Uber driver and it was like his character from Home Alone grown up. No, what the fuck is it? What the fuck? Oh, go on. Anyway, um, so yeah, no, it's his character from Home Alone all grown up and he's like hella traumatized from it. And it's just it's a hilarious video. So uh, it's called Drivers. Check it out on YouTube. It's got Macaulay Culkin in the first episode. I don't think they actually made a show out of it, but they, they just had Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, on. no, they just did the one thing with Macaulay Culkin. And then it was the best thing I've ever seen. Like OJ Simpson juiced. Oh, no, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. You gotta send that back. I really do. It's still sitting on the table right here. In the envelope that you have to tape back together. Yeah, 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 that too. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we've covered pretty much every gambit of the child killer spectrum, the killer kids, the cutthroat kids, whatever you want to call them. We've covered every end of the spectrum here. We've talked about the the who should be a killer, who shouldn't be a killer, but they are killers. And uh, so next time we talk about the cutthroat kids, I think we're going to get into uh, some of the more historical ones, like the more well-known ones. Uh, There's a couple of uh, uh, double killers in there that we'll talk about. Um, Not going to say who just yet because we want to keep it a surprise. Um, Next week, what should we do next week? Look, I'm, I'm I'm looking up something. No, Ooh. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be on Pornhub next week. No, remember this. I talked about this. What? Charles Whitman. What? Charles Whitman became infamous as the Texas Tower Sniper. Oh, that guy. We uh, talked about. It. I mean, unless you had something else. I was kind of thinking. Because we want to get some of our Russian listener brothers, yes, our comrades. We want Andrei Chikatilo, Soviet serial killer. Who's that? Andrei Chikatilo. He's a he's a he's a Russian serial killer. He's also known as the Butcher of Rostov, the Red Ripper, and the Rostov are be, Ripper. Are we going to be able to find anything on this guy? Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot. There's a lot on him. Read, 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 read that real quick. No, we could totally do that, but I, I do want to do this guy. Oh, shit. He also killed his mother and his wife. Okay, okay. Damn. All right. It's it's not really a serial killer. He's a mass. No, he's he's a a, a spree killer. Yes, but That's, yeah, but um. So next week will either be Charles Whitman or Andre Chikatilo. Tune in, find out. Or it could be a double date special. Oh yeah. I mean, they're not correlated at all, but 
We'll figure it out. Da. So, but <laughs> Donka Shane, darling, Donka Shane. I recall Central Parkins fall. How you tore your dress. What a mess. I confess. What a breast. What? Are those actual words? I don't know if the, I'm pretty sure that's the words. Watch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm pretty sure that's what he says. Anyway, so thank you guys for listening to Dab to Death. Uh, this has been the first part of our Cutthroat Kids series. Party at the Moon Tower. Yes, this was Children of Chaos. Next time will be Children of Carnage. And uh, so, thank you for listening. You can find us on all of your social medias at Dab to Death, unless you're on Instagram. Then it's at Dab to Death Podcast. Be sure to tune in at www.dabtodeath.com. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to a podcast, except for Apple and Pandora, because for some reason they're stuck up bitches. That's maybe that's gonna, maybe that's why they. That's won't probably play not going to help our cause, dude. <laughs> Anyway, this is Nick signing out. This is Dick saying deuces. And we are going to see you guys next week.